This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Chris Burford, credit counselor and educator for Clearpoint Credit Counseling Solutions, and Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for your calls and emails about personal finance issues. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can send us an email, money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope that you are both doing well. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you back, Nancy. Hope that you enjoyed your time away. I did. I was in a cooler place up in the mountains. Well, and, now see, uh, that's... When when it's mid nineties, that's pretty easy to beat being in a cooler place. <laughs> I know, but it was one of those where you get up in the morning and you put your sweatshirt on until it warms up, and you can actually go outside for a walk and not end up in a puddle. <laughs> so when you got back here, when when did you just kick in? You said, "Oh, I'm back in the." Oh, immediately. I mean, you open the door and you go, "Oh my goodness!" Um, yeah, I remember uh, every every time I go up to visit my parents in New York. When you get back and step off the plane in Jackson, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here in the summer, we we tend to hibernate a little bit because it is so hot, Mm -hmm. so you end up uh, being stuck inside, even though I will say with a little bit of rain that came through yesterday, we got up early this morning and uh, took our dog for a walk around the school, and it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit uh, cooler in the the morning the last couple of days, but uh, I I think the heat index uh, is going to be, again, over 100 uh, at least in central Mississippi, and I'm sure other parts of the state suffering uh, with the heat as well. So I, I'm wondering now, you know, you have your Apple Watch. D- does that help you catch the Pokemon when you're playing Pokemon Go? I, I'm sorry. I don't even know what that is. I have no clue. I'm seeing this all over my Facebook feed from my students. And, you know, I, I have no clue what that all is. I'm sure you do know. Well, I, I'm resisting it. But, yeah, it's the latest, you know, mobile uh, game. And so it's... um. I'm still on solitaire. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you it's augmented reality. So you use your phone and you go out in real life and apparently uh you see the the Pokemon character and you do something to catch them and earn points and that sort of thing. But it's it really has taken off and well, we were just too busy looking for bears. Real live yeah. yeah. Real live bears. <laughs> and we did see one. But that's interesting because uh, you know, I think the if I'm not mistaken, the app itself is free, but well, like a lot of these mobile games, they entice you because you can pay real money to get either the currency they use oh, or yeah. something. And so yeah. uh, I imagine those are, are, pr- are pr- pretty big business, I would think. Mm. I did Candy Crush for a while until I thought, this is ridiculous. Now, let's go back to this. You were looking for bears. I mean, pictures yeah. or were you trying no, to get no. very close? No, we well, we wanted to see a bear and, and we did. We were um, in a state park and we'd actually gone down a path to uh, find a waterfall that was in the last scene of Last of the Mohicans. Mm-hmm. We wanted to find that. And on the way back, and we had our dog with us who suddenly got really, really agitated and nose up in the air. And then we heard this crashing, and within 20 yards of us, out pops a bear. Mm-hmm. Just runs across the path. And and it wasn't a very big bear. wasn't a cub but probably a yearling. So I got a little nervous thinking mama's close behind. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Yeah. and a small bear is big enough, I think, for most people in real life. So, 
But uh, James Fenimore Cooper wrote Last of the Mohicans, isn't that right? Right. In, in fact, we had to go back and watch that. And uh, this was DuPont State Forest where that was filmed, as well as The Hunger Games. Uh-huh. So that was kind of fun. But uh, Cooperstown is a town up near where my parents mm-hmm. live in upstate New York. That's uh, the home of the Baseball Hall of Fame and also, obviously, James Fenimore Cooper's hometown as well. So. Well, it was filmed in North Carolina. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, the magic of Hollywood. Yes. Uh, how about the uh, financial news? Well, there were a few things going on uh, while I was gone. And, of course, the big one was Brexit. Mm-hmm. And um, that caused quite a ding to markets. Uh, we have rebounded it's surprisingly fast. And now we're at uh, market highs right now. I was noticing the close yesterday. Um, I, I think that's going to ding England. and it's, But it's going to take a while for all of that to unwind. And uh, it's very important to have good trading partners and easy trading across borders. So I was listening to um, a um, British pundit saying, oh, they didn't think this would be a problem. I think it is going to be a problem for them. And so um, it it will take a while for us to sort that out. But we're doing pretty well. It was interesting. uh, David Cameron was at Wimbledon and uh, they talked to Andy Murray, who won the men's final. And he kind of made a reference that uh, his job was easier than being the the prime minister of England. And it was was, was sort of a mixed reaction Uh, uh, when they they pointed to him. The not to be long prime minister. Or has he already... Resign, um, I think sure. he resigns tomorrow. I okay. think that's the official date. So it's good. and the, I think there's going to be a woman. Uh, I think oh, that's, that's right. the yes. the newest prime minister mm-hmm. will be a woman, which is the interesting. first one since uh, Margaret Thatcher. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the phone number. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. It's an open topic day. One other thing on the Brexit, and I'm wondering if because it's going to be, I, the way I understand it, some somewhat drawn out procedure, do you think that that eases because there's so much time that it won't be as abrupt as well, if it were? I, I think it, it depends on how long they draw this process out. Um, and those who are staying in the European Union are really pushing for it to go faster. And, of course, in Great Britain, they would, uh, or in England, they would like to, for it to go slower. And, um, you know, they have to renegotiate those trade agreements, and everyone is trying to figure out how this is going to work because there are people in offices that uh, are are in another country, and now they're wondering, will we have to go back to England? Um, This is really a a strange situation, and untangling it, I think, is going to cause them some economic problems. So again, open topic day and open phone lines right now, 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672. 7464, or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Nancy's back. So if you have a, a, a investment question, saving for retirement, if you want to talk about your credit situation, maybe buying or selling a new house, so we'll try to give you uh, some information to help you out this morning. I want to tell you a little bit about travel uh, because I was just looking up some information. And and if you look at gas prices, you see yeah. that they're still very low. So we are hitting the roads, right, mm-hmm. Chris? Definitely. And get, you know, getting out, I think I saw like $1.70 up, up around Ridgeland. But, uh, you know, again, it's it's compared to like two oh five, two nine, So it's coming down. Yeah. Well, over the July 4th holiday, about 49 million of us were on the roads traveling. 
And um, most of us are going to take a road trip this summer. And the average road trip is going to be about 12 hours. So we're wow. spending a lot of time in the car. Uh, those prices are down. And then the, uh, we're, we're seeing this change. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about using Airbnb, using VRBO. So they're finding a cheaper way to find those uh, stays. And we also are finding that if you stay in a rental home versus a hotel, you're probably going to be much happier with mm-hmm. your trip. 12 hours one way average? I don't know about the one way. I was going to say that, but you can get a long way in 12 hours. You can hours. get a long way in 12 hours. You know, hours. I guess it was about a week ago in the paper I did see talk about mortgage rates. They're very low again. Yes. I mean, very competitive. Yes. Uh, I thought it was like a 355, 345, something like that for a 30 year. And, you know, it's, uh, if you and look we at the have, history. We have new neighbors in our neighborhood mm-hmm. and uh, we're seeing a lot of activity in the real estate market, which summertime usually is anyway, because that's when people are moving to get uh, children settled for the next school year. Yeah. And, and I came across a developer. Yeah. It was. Two weeks ago, and had some um, lots, and said, "Hey, things are moving along." There was a little idle time there, maybe, but uh, there things are moving along. He said things are looking better for him, and getting ready to go to another phase or two. And so, you know, money's good, and people are moving. And um, I, I, you know, I don't know about as much as refining as much as it's just new purchase money, but still, you know, rates are very competitive. Looks like we have a question on the line, so why don't we open the phone lines and begin by talking to Robert in Gulfport. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. What's your question? Uh, sir, well, first of all, I wanted to come in about the heat. Okay. I live on the Gulf Coast, and every morning by 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm completely soaking wet. My clothes, I work outside, so it is. The heat is very, very hard down here, and uh, so... You people are a little blessed. You don't have to get up at 3 o'clock, but, but still, counts your blessings. It's, it's tough. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But uh, on investments, can you tell me, is, is savings bonds, I'd like to buy something for my grandbaby. Is that a good thing to invest in, savings bonds? Um, probably not the best thing. Uh, the interest rate or the yields on those savings bonds are very low, and we expect them to stay low for an extended period of time. Um, no. they're, they're not as easily liquidated because you typically have to take them to the bank to liquidate them. Um, so a better choice, a couple of options for you, you might want to look at Mississippi's college savings plan, a 529 plan or the impact or max plan, one of those two, because for most grandparents, their interest is putting aside money for that education in the future. And that's what those two plans will do. Another option would be uh, an education savings account. It has a lower maximum amount that you can put in each year, but that's another option for you. And one last thing, if you people could remove the humidity, if you know any magic way to I wish I could, you know. um, That's why my clothes are wet at 3 o'clock. I know. (laughs) I mean, um, I'm typically up in the middle of the night trotting, you know, and and I notice that the my air conditioner is still running at three and four in the morning as hard as it can. So our electric bills are going to be through the roof, right? That's definitely. Well, I grew up in Greenville, Mississippi, down the Delta. So I know when you talk about getting really steamy, um, I remember um, years of just walking outside and after 30 seconds, you're just soaking wet. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of tough. Yes, it is. Thanks for the call, Robert. Uh, And uh, yeah, if if someone could invent a way to get rid of humidity, I think they would... uh We'd hand them the keys to the but city. But humidity as it were. is the reason that you know we have these 
a great agricultural state. Um, and in fact, I was delighted to see some rain coming through because when we got home, we could see we had not had rain, and that really hurts our farmers. Um, our grass was pretty brown and, and dead, so that batch of rain that came through really livened things up. And there are times when you go outside and for a reason to get a project done, and you sweat, you come back in and take a shower, and you go, this felt good. <laughs> Not many times, but there are a few times. Yeah, but that, that humid environment, um, that's the reason we have such great fruits and vegetables. All right, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got Margaret Ann on the line with a question, and we've got some open phone lines ready for your questions. Uh, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 as we welcome back Nancy to the program. Same old place that you laughed about Well, the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Chris Burford and Nancy Lotridge-Anderson. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for your personal finance questions. You can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We've got some phone lines open, so if you have a call, a question that is, go ahead and give us a call. Let's go to Savannah, Tennessee for our next caller, and it's Margaret Ann. Good morning. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I had a very quick question. Legal offices via radio, newspaper, et cetera, ads advise to contact them on how to avoid nursing home bankruptcy or some, some message, message to that effect. And I was wondering... What does this mean, and what do you all know or advise, have any advice regarding this? I haven't heard of any particular nursing home bankruptcy here in the state. Have you, Chris? I haven't. Um... I mean, the biggest issue would be, uh, you know, there are two different types of bankruptcy. So um, if it's a total liquidation where they're going to shut it down, then the concern is, if you have a family member there, now you've got to get them transferred to someplace else. And if it was, uh, if they were a Medicaid-approved patient, then you have to find a nursing home who will take Medicaid patients. But if it is a reorganization, there should be little difference in that. The, the biggest issue as a family member, you would need to make sure that the new company taking over, if that's the case, offers the same quality of care. All right, now let me ask you, and, and, and I'm trying to look at this. It, could it be also what they're kind of indicating? Uh, you've got a family member that needs to go to a nursing home. They've got assets, debt, and creditors. I mean, are they talking about that maybe that particular individual that might need care? So they're care? talking about bankruptcy of the individual? Yeah, yeah and, and I don't know. That's what I'm I wondering. I mean, if that's the case, then then you're going to qualify for Medicaid. Yeah, so I, I don't. And so the big issue, again, is uh, not all nursing homes take Medicaid patients, and so you have to shop around for that, and there are limited beds. Okay. I guess 
I guess what I the kind of message that I got from the advertisements was, okay, let's just say you're a couple and you're retired and one of you goes into the nursing home and then all of a sudden they just start taking all of your assets, your you know, your your land, your property, whatever. Ah, okay. Well, you right. need to you need to consult with an elder law attorney. Uh, Rick Courtney usually comes on the show, and he's a great uh, resource there. And um, you have some protections if you're talking about a couple. So there's there's an understanding that if one has to go and one has to stay, that you need to maintain the household. Now, if it's just one person and they go, then you will be required to sell the house and the property and spend down those assets. I see. And other than long-term care insurance, are there any avenues that you can, can uh, take to avoid um, that? Well, uh, long-term care insurance is a great uh, backup plan. It will not cover everything, but it will help you with that. Um, if you have enough resources on your own, and that's always a good thing to have, if you've built up enough savings to cover your own expenses instead of having to rely on Medicaid, because there are strict rules about how much you can have, each person can have. There are cases where um, assets can be stacked in one name or the other so that one person can qualify in a couple. But again, you need to talk to an elder law attorney. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your help today. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Margaret. And this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're uh, an open topic day, so we're looking for your uh, calls on your personal finance issues. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. You can also email the show money at mpbonline.org. We're going to go next to uh, James, who's called in from Jackson today. Good morning, James. Good morning. What's would, your... you rec- would you recommend making your funeral arrangements in advance and paying for it so that it makes it easier on surviving family members? Well, I'm kind of back and forth on that one, James. First, financially, it usually doesn't make sense. Um and uh, one of the problems that you can run into if you prepay and then that company, because it's really just an insurance policy, if they get into trouble and then you're trying to track down who's going to be responsible for that. Now, I will say from family members, they have expressed this notion that, you know, really was easy when everything was lined out and all they did was go and they didn't have to make decisions. Um, so it seems like maybe you can have the best of both worlds by going ahead and outlining what your desires are uh, with and setting us out an account that covers those expenses. And whose name would the account be? Just it would just it could be in the deceased um, owner's uh, account name and then you can put a uh, TOD or POD a transfer on death or pass on death so when that person dies it can go to another family member or combination of family members who can then take care of the expenses. Thank you. All right, uh, James, good question. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's move next to uh, Betty, who's called in from Hattiesburg. Good morning, Betty. Thank, uh, good morning. I Thank you for taking my call. I am uh, asking for a recommendation of where to plant my emergency fund. It's just sitting in my bank, and it's not 
benefiting or doing anything for me. And I, I've heard you recommend uh, bankrate.com. I thought about looking there to see for an interest rate just to stick um, that emergency fund, which is um, several thousand dollars. I'd like for it to be doing a little something for me. Thank you. Yeah, that, I mean, looking at bankrate.com is an opportunity to search around and see if you can get a little bit better interest rate. Uh, I know in the financial institutions, banks or credit unions, uh, uh, you know, interest rates are not getting paid a whole bunch. But I think the the goal out of an emergency fund is getting access to that money as quickly as possible. So yeah, however you, you know, do your homework, research it, but keep in mind is, you know, what what makes you feel comfortable getting access to that money? as quickly possible. And sometimes is it just getting in the car and going down there, you know, driving two miles to the bank or credit union or going online and transferring money over. Uh, so whatever your comfort level is, but if you want the best interest rate possible, yeah, bank rate's a good place to start. You can expect on uh, a savings account or money market account, you know, look for a half a percent, maybe 1% if you're lucky. You're not going to earn a lot those rates are going to stay low for an extended period of time. Don't worry about it. Don't try to chase a higher rate. Um, and then you end up losing flexibility, as Chris said. Very good. Uh, got another call on the line. By the way, this is Money Talks, and it's an open topic day. We have some phone lines open for your personal finance question this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring And that translates to one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Elizabeth is in Smith County this morning. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Hi. I want to know if there's any way to get out of an annuity. Oh, wow. Um, how long have you had it? Well, a long time. But this was the situation. We had it with one company and had it for years. And the uh, person at the... Um, I don't know what you called. But anyway, he says, "Oh, you, Hancock is no longer going to do annuities. We need to switch you." Oh dear. Well, and I was ignorant. Yeah. And I took him at his word without looking about it myself. So, how long ago so, was that switch? How long ago was the switch? Oh, probably five years. Okay. And, um, and they're charging us now. And then the other one, see, I was never charged. Now they're charging us. Well, you were charged. You just may not be aware of what you were charged. So what happens with most annuities, if there are surrender charges, and you have to look in your contract to see what those charges are and how mm-hmm. long they last. Typical mm-hmm. is six to nine years. Mm-hmm. And you need to look at that schedule. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if yours is five years old, you have to think about, okay, if I cash out of this annuity, what's my penalty? And you need to really calculate the dollar okay. penalty amount before you make a decision. Okay. And and you may say, that's too much, and you just need to mark your calendar for when those surrender charges go off, and then you can make a, a move. Okay. Right. But if you decide it's small enough, I think I can make it up in a short period of time, then you can move it. The other issue you have to think about with an annuity, was this in uh, a retirement account or a regular taxable account? No, retirement account. Okay. If it's retirement account, that's an easier deal because we can then mm-hmm. get you moved over to an IRA account and you don't have taxes to pay. So we just have to worry about surrender mm-hmm. charges. 
If it is a taxable or what we call a non-qualified annuity, if you take it out of there, there could be a big tax bill to pay. And the gain on an annuity is not like a capital gain on investments. Uh It's taxed at your income tax rate. So it's kind of a big deal to face. So and we're at that was all retirement money. It was retirement all, uh, and we're now in our middle seventies, and uh, so it's uh, yeah. the The switching over happens because what happens with these? There are commission annuities, and most of the commission comes on the front end. So as that commission declines, then there is a temptation for the salesperson to get you to swap over to a new one and they get a bigger payout and then your clock starts again. That was the deal. Yes, ma'am. Sorry. That was the deal and I and I appreciate your help with it. I will go forward from here. Okay, right. go go look at your contract. Thanks. Thanks, Elizabeth, uh, for the call. Time to take another quick break. When we get back, we'll continue taking your calls because it's an open topic week on Money Talks. Call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring The phone number is one 672 You can also send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Chris Burford, credit counselor and educator for Clearpoint Credit Counseling Solutions. And Nancy Lotridge-Anderson is associate professor of finance at Mississippi College and president of New Perspectives. We've got some open phone lines on this open topic day. We're looking for your calls on your personal finance issues. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Nancy, before the break, we had the caller who was talking about an annuity, and I wonder if you could... Uh, remind us of what an annuity is and some things uh, that you would advise people to think about before getting in one. Well, in pure financial terms, an annuity is simply a constant stream of equal payments. Now, that term has been taken over by the insurance industry, and so we think now of an annuity as a product. And there are two types of annuities. There are fixed annuities and variable annuities. And fixed annuities invest in fixed income securities, bonds mostly. And they pay a fixed rate of interest that may adjust every year, every five years, but it's a a guaranteed rate. And so the company that sells that annuity is if they earn uh, 2%, they may pay you one and a half and they keep the other amount. If it's a variable annuity, it works like a 401k, which means you have a list of funds in which you can invest and you choose. And whatever you choose and however they perform, that's how your annuity does. Now, it is a tax-deferred account 
and uh, it's built into the tax law so that as long as the money stays within the annuity wrapper, you don't pay taxes on it, which is attractive for some people. But it should be for people who are in a higher income tax bracket, for older people who tend to be now in a lower bracket because of retirement, it usually doesn't fit them, but a lot of them get caught into it. Most of them have surrender periods, and that's the problem with it. it makes them very inflexible. Uh, most of them have high mortality and expense ratios um, that make them unattractive. And uh, most of them pay high commissions, which make them very appealing for people who are selling them. And so um, they usually fit a very small slice of the population. So for most people, I say beware. Yeah, and if let's just say somebody fits into that little small slice, the what is really the biggest benefit for that small slice? I know it's, is, is it's it right? Tax. Is it, it's okay, the tax okay. break, and so that would be somebody who's already in a high income tax bracket. They've already put everything they can into their retirement accounts, their four hundred one ks, whatever. Um, they can leave the money alone for a long period of time because they've got other money outside of that. So that inflexibility is not a problem for them. And so surrender charges, which I think we were talking to Elizabeth about, that's a penalty that you pay if you pull the money out. Exactly. Too early. And that it, it, they are designed like that so they can pay those high commissions. So that's the reason they can pay the salesperson a big fee up front, knowing that you're stuck in there regardless of how it performs. And that if you get out, you're going to be penalized so they can then make up for what they paid. And do historically annuities offer supposedly a fairly competitive interest rate or something like that? Or? It depends. Okay. You know, it depends on the company. And now there are annuities out there uh, issued by companies that don't have those surrender charges. So if you really fit an annuity, or in some cases we have people show up who already have an annuity, and if we take it out, we're going to have a big tax bill. So we'll look for another company. Vanguard in particular offers surrender-free annuities, and they have low annual expenses. So if you're stuck in that, look for those companies. This is Money Talks. We're looking for your personal finance questions this morning. The number is one eight seven seven. MPB Ring. You can call us at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send a bit uh, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Here is a bit of good news. It says if you uh, take out a student loan to pay for college this year, the interest rate will be lower than it was for the last three years. Interest rates for federal student loans available to undergraduates will fall to three point seven six percent from four point two nine percent could amount to savings as much as $360 over the life of your loan. So if you're thinking about uh, continuing your education, uh, this year might be a good year to uh, to look at a student loan as, as part of a way to finance uh, that uh, that education. But be careful. <laughs> and as we've said, as we've talked about that on, on shows, that, you know, that's just one of the ways uh, that you can finance higher education. And we always encourage you to investigate uh, grants, so work study, scholarships, uh, and all the other ways that, that that you can help pay for college. Well, you know, and that's that's real. That's reality for me right now. I've got a rising sophomore high school, senior in high school, and you know, we go through another year. I'll have a freshman in college and a junior in college. And even last night, we were talking about discussions with my oldest one about okay, what are opportunities? What do you look for? And different things. And um, uh, even with my younger one coming up taking the ACT again, SAT, looking at maybe some opportunities there. So what's available, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And um, so, in uh, you know, all this has been kind of, a lot of this has been in the planning for a number of years. So 
but it's still reality. Reality is here for our house, and um, hopefully, we can make hopefully we can make good decisions. About there the are process. some um, uh, student loan forgiveness programs out there if you work uh, for a government agency or nonprofit. Um, even some forgiveness for teachers in certain areas. So check out those possibilities. Also, um, there's the possibility of setting up an income-based repayment plan. So you can go to the student loan website and look up that information and see what's possible for you. And if your family is uh, dealing with the issue of uh, uh, financing higher education, our producer Sam Wells reminds me that we have our past shows archived, and we did one recently on uh, uh, financing uh, college. Uh, So go to mpbonline.org, and you can find the archive of all our past shows of Money Talks, uh, a good resource uh, if you're in that uh, mode. Uh, Let's uh, go next to Ridgeland. Gabe has called in today. Good morning, Gabe. Good morning, Kevin. What do you have for us? Always great to talk with you. Thank you. I actually have a, a connection to Mississippi College myself. That is my alma mater. It's where I met my wife. Good. Both of her brothers graduated there, and uh, my father-in-law is dean of Christian studies. Ah, <laughs> uh, and your father-in-law is? Wayne Van Horn. Yes, of course. We know him. Well, my degrees are in political science and history, and the reason I'm calling is I thought since we're in full-blown you know, presidential election mode, that it might be good for us voters for you to take a moment and uh, discuss the, the issue of blind trust. You know, we have in Donald Trump, um, supposedly a billionaire, and, um, you know, the, the whole idea of him being president and the conflict of interest that might arise, that might affect his businesses, and also Hillary Clinton with the Clinton uh, Foundation and the millions of dollars in speaking fees that she's received. So when a politician decides to get elected and decides to put their money in a blind trust, what does that mean? How does that work? How much control do they have at all over that? Just answer those questions for us. I think it's probably an important topic. I don't know if I can answer very much about that, Gabe, that um, is in the legal realm But it is an avenue for folks, as you say, who have considerable portfolios to avoid that appearance of a conflict of interest. Now, the way I understand it works is that basically you hand over control to somebody else. So you have a portfolio manager who's making those decisions, the idea being that you're not involved. I don't even know if you get um, particular information about what's in the portfolio. Maybe not. Maybe all you get is this is the accumulated amount and this is the growth on the account. And um, it gives that person protection against that appearance of a conflict of interest that you're making decisions based on what you think will help your own portfolio. That's pretty much all I know about it. And I think we need an attorney who could help us more with those. All right, uh, Gabe, thanks for the call. And the suggestion, you know, uh, in legal terms, is one of our programs uh, that airs uh, right after this one. I'm not sure if they've got a live show this week. Uh, It's a repeat show this week, but they do do open topic shows like we're doing here this morning. Uh, So that would be a good question to to pose to the folks uh, in legal terms, which is Tuesday mornings at 10 on MPB Think Radio. So we've got some open phone lines for your financial questions at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-MPB-RING. 672-7464. You can also send an email to money at mpbonline.org. 
Well, we shared a bit of good uh, news with the uh, low in, lower uh, rates on the student loans, a, a bit of bad news. Uh, your Starbucks habit could soon cost you more. Well, but actually that's a good sign. So if you're seeing rising prices, and of course I was just reading about Starbucks offering more uh, benefits and better wages to their employees in response to some complaints coming from them, that um, that they can only raise those prices if the economy is doing pretty well. Otherwise, if they raise the prices, then people will stop buying. So um, they're looking at all of those issues, and it's the same um, thing that we saw with Walmart raising the hourly wage. Well, that could only happen when they felt like the economy was doing well enough that they would not lose sales because of it. Uh, in this case, uh, go up as much as 30 cents, uh, but this says they've increased prices every summer since 2013, so does that jibe with Well, the- and and if you go back uh, to 2009, they were lowering prices. Okay. And so they did that because we were all hurting because of the deep recession. I mean, you know, you can look at pennies or nickels or increase in prices. I know people, then they go look at percentages and go, wow, and... Uh, but you know, I don't. With with prices going up just a little bit, doesn't really surprise me. I did see, I think, a dozen eggs that's gone down in price here just in the last. And I, do we and just I, have more chickens out there? I don't know, Nancy. But I, I mean, I, I you know, supply and demand. Maybe I don't know the cost. We're not of the eating product. as many eggs. I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it just. I just know it's lower. And I looked at the guy. He said, "Yeah, the the guy was putting out eggs. He said, yeah, the prices are down compared to where about a month ago. So, huh." You know, it, well, that, see, I think in other parts of the country, the, they've got the new regulations about how much space uh, chickens have to have. And so they were saying that the cost of eggs might be going up. Well, I, so eat your, eat your scrambled eggs as, as much as you well, can. Well, you, you know. can. You know, they had, the, that they, they had the cup of coffee tasted like mud, so I figured it yeah. must have been ground recently. Well, we, you know, we had breakfast at our house the other night, so that's really why we, I had to go by and pick up some <laughs> eggs. So That one zipped right over the top there. Uh, looks like we've got a caller on the line. Um, is it Eric, a truck driver? Go ahead. Yes, hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Actually, I have some issues. For, uh, in, I'm, uh, I'm from Canada, actually. Okay. And I'm just uh, driving a, a truck here. So I was just uh, listening to the uh, program. So actually, I have a lot of loans in my back home, and uh, but I have a lot of equity in my home also. But uh, the problem is that uh, my wife is not agreeing to uh, refinance the house and, uh, and the uh, banks and other uh, people they are calling me for, uh, for the loan how I can settle that matter because I spend all the money you know for my family and they know I have all the details and everything uh, but um, now she's not agreeing to for refinancing so how do I uh, can they go for uh, I mean uh, for uh, what do you call for my home uh, equity loans or something like that uh, the banks directly and put on lean on my home or something like that? Well, so I have no idea. Let me ask this question. And, um, and for a lot of people, having ownership of your home is a security issue. And that may be what she's talking about. She's concerned that if you use the equity in your home to pay down this other debt, then, then her, the roof over her head may be at risk, Right. Right. So um, I think the two of you might need to go just talk to an independent financial advisor, pay somebody for their time to sit down and really talk about what those issues are 
And, you know, that person's going to do the math. And and there is some reason for not doing that, not putting the debt all on the house and being and putting the house at risk because it is collateralized debt. And your other debt may not have anything backing it up. In other words, if you defaulted on the other debt, all you're doing is hurting your credit, which is a bad thing, but you don't lose your house. But I think yep. may, maybe an independent financial advisor, uh, again, look for an hourly person, not a commission person, and um, set up a time and just put everything out there and let that person guide you and help you. And often when we're having, um, you know, and, and money in a couple is probably the hottest topic. And so many times I end up being the referee when a couple comes in and you see different approaches to money, different ideas. And in order to come to a middle ground, um, an objective person usually has a better way to get there. Uh, my, I mean, uh, I'm uh, conscious about that. Uh, if the bank can put the lien on my home uh, because the home is in both of us name and uh, the credits uh, is only in my name right right so there's there's some issues with that too so i mean mm-hmm. I, I think she may have some legitimate concerns but a third party could help you navigate that uh, i will say this if you sit down with that third party go through everything you, you know you're you're back to budgeting but if by chance the decision is made to refinance a house again if the lender allows you to pull equity out of house and pay all this off. My, you better really sit down and think about it. Are we going to get back in debt again if you do that? Because you really hadn't helped yourself. So you got to exactly. really yeah. look at that. If you refine, pay it all off, regroup, you better make sure your budget, it cash flows, and you've got positive funds, and you can put money in an emergency fund. If it shows on paper and you stick to the numbers, then it might it, it could work, but that's something you really need to look at if you do that. All righty. Uh, thanks for the call. We need to take one final break this hour. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. It's an open topic day. We still have some phone lines open and some time left, so if you'd like to get your call in before the end of the hour, do so at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send us an email, money at mpbonline.org. We'll be back to wrap up the program after this. on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Chris Burford and Nancy Locker-Janderson. It's been an open topic day, so we've touched on a number of personal finance issues, and uh, we have on the line from Brandon, Philip. He's up next. Go ahead, please. Uh, hey, um, I was just wondering you guys' thoughts. I'm not sure I'm probably off topic here. I just uh, switched you on, but um, I was just wondering you guys' thoughts on the Brexit and how, if there's going to be, you know, volatility in the international stock markets and uh, you know, if uh, the U.S. Treasury securities would be the, the the proper kind of flight to safety there to move to stash some cash. Um, and just also, how um, do you think the pound is going to be trading against the euro like in coming months? 
and just in the long term, I mean, is, is Europe going to galvanize again and with possibly Germany, you know, the economic and industrial powerhouse that it is? I mean, are they going to, you know, is the investment going to move decidedly east, do you think? Or, I mean, where, where's the place, where's the capital going right now, you know, as this rippling effect is taking place due to this uh, national rearranging? Wow, that's a lot of stuff in there. Um, I'm going to say that um, with everything that's happening overseas, for the longest time we, we had our eyes on China and concerns about a real estate bubble there and slowdown there. Uh, then we saw issues in South America, Brazil, Venezuela, all kinds of mess going on down there, uh, the decline in oil affecting uh, Middle East, Um Europe seemed to be starting to pull out of the ditch, and then this happened. And so I'm just here to say I'm glad to be here in the good old U.S. of A. And we still represent more than a quarter of the global economy, and we are doing well. We're going to get dinged because of the slowdown elsewhere, because so many of our companies are multinational companies. And so many of our companies... Profits are coming from outside of our borders. Think McDonald's and Coca-Cola. Um, and so that we will be affected, but our dollar is strong. Um, our economy is pretty stable at this point. And so, yes, I think treasuries will be that flight to safety. Um, I think that um, we have adjusted a little bit to this new normal. We took a big um, whack as soon as we saw that vote that has pulled back but certainly um, you're going to see some problems in England because of this decision to be isolated um, there's concern that other countries within the EU now will pull away will the EU fall apart so I'm going to bet American all the way, all the way. That was what I was hoping to find is the bottom line, Miss Nancy. Thank you guys so much. Y'all okay. All right, all right. Philip. Uh, thanks for the call. That's about going to wrap us up for today. Did though want to remind you again, if uh, you ever need to uh, listen back to a previous show, as we mentioned uh, just recently in the last several months, we did a show about financing uh, higher education. Uh, you can find previous uh, episodes of Money Talks archived online at MPB online.org slash money talk. So if you ever need to reference something that we mentioned in a previous show, you can find it there. Although I don't like to listen to previous shows because I don't know why, but I don't like the sound of my voice when it is recorded. Anytime we play an encore show I know, it's a and I'm weird in my thing. office, I, I have to turn the sound yeah. down. You so. just think, who is that? Really? Like, who is that idiot? What, what, you know, what did he, that was dumb what that guy just said. So, <clears throat> oh, well. <laughs> that will wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. A reminder about our MPB Public Radio app. You can download that and listen uh, on your schedule for your iPhone or Android. Today's show was produced by Sam Wells, and our call screener was Jonas Adams. For Nancy Lotridge-Anderson and Chris Burford, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's In Legal Terms, and that's followed at 11 by Relatively Speaking. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.